Introduction It took slightly more than four decades from the first rumblings of discontent for the thirteen loosely aligned colonies comprising New England to be transformed into one of the largest and most prosperous nations on earth. It started with a simple idea, that all men deserve to be treated equally, and became the great experiment that would change the world. The American Revolution was born in the town meetings of Massachusetts, when ordinary people stood up and spoke passionately to their neighbors about their common interests. It did not begin as a quest for freedom, but rather as citizens' simple desire to have their rights respected. It was a war of ideas as much as a fight over economics. When the first shots were fired at Lexington and Concord, it is probable that the British believed this was more of a nuisance than a war. Would the colonies really dare fight the greatest military power ever assembled? The British army was well-equipped, well-trained, and highly professional. The British navy controlled the oceans. The colonials had no army and no navy, just poorly equipped and untrained local militias. At first, the British tried to contain the revolt within Massachusetts, believing they might end it by occupying Boston. That strategy failed at Bunker Hill, when the Redcoats were stunned by the ferocity of the colonists' defense. When the cannons Washington had retrieved from abandoned Fort Ticonderoga put the British troops in jeopardy, the British withdrew to Canada to reinforce their army. It was time to take this uprising seriously. In 1776, the largest military offensive in history captured New York, forcing Washington to retreat. The colonial army had been reduced to only 6,000 men when Washington launched an extraordinary Christmas night attack on the Hessians in Trenton, providing the colonies with a great military victory and hope. A year later, the strategy changed once more. This time, the British intended to isolate the northern colonies. To accomplish this, they split their army in half and were stunned when 5,000 troops were captured at the Battle of Saratoga. The war had become incredibly costly, causing many people in England and Parliament to question the value of continuing the fight. Everything changed when France entered the war on the colonial side in 1778, forcing the British to protect their possessions scattered around the world. Once again, the British objectives had changed, and they launched an invasion of the American South where they expected to be supported by loyalists. At the beginning of 1780, there were more than 60,000 British and German troops fighting Washington's 12,000-man army. While at first the Southern strategy worked and the British successfully captured South Carolina, the attempt to move north was defeated by small, highly mobile guerrilla bands using hit-and-run tactics. The result was that Lord Cornwallis's army was trapped at Yorktown, Virginia, by American and French forces and ultimately surrendered effectively ending the fighting in America. The colonies won the war. The question became what kind of nation would emerge from the victory. The founding fathers battled over lofty ideals and harsh realities, and slowly a new form of government was carefully molded. It was tested in numerous and unexpected ways, but with the Louisiana Purchase, a vast new democratic nation was born. What follows is not a complete retelling of the war and its aftermath.
but rather an investigation into the truth behind many of the legendary stories from the time, the stories of heroes and the traitors, the leaders and the ordinary soldiers, who together forged one of the most exciting narratives in all of history. David Fisher, January 2016